Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We was watching a scary video about Jeff the Killer, me and my cousin. My cousin is sleeping over tonight. Anyway, but she saw something in the window, and, she, and I decided to come out and try to record it for you guys. But before we started, I started hearing stuff falling. I saw, I heard something at my like front door over there. I don't know if you see it the net at the trampoline, but um. Ghislaine Maxwell, if you will, of of the operation. And one of those guys ended up killing Dean Coral one day because he had had enough. Which is like, great, dude. Really happy for you. But he's still like... After you killed like 32 Killed a bunch of guys. Yeah, Yeah. like he still lured a bunch of kids there. Killed a bunch of guys, you know? So, I mean, Um, but the the guy's argument was always like... Like some 18-year-old, 19-year-old roped to a bunch of kids who were like 12 or 13 and be like, hey, you kids like want to drink some light beer and smoke some dubs? And the kids would be like, hey, you guys want to have a yeah. pornography party? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is yes. thing of it yeah. Let's go to this old yeah. shack in a bar- bad part of town. Right. And that's what you did before iPads, basically. So Right. Before iPads, you would go to <laughs> this fat contractor's house, <laughs> go to his fucking den that reeked of stale beer. And have a pornography party. <laughs> Sounds and the iPad. The iPads great. changed the game. Thank the God for iPads. So thank you, Steve Jobs and Wozniak, dude. Thank you, guys. That's what I'm saying. I've always saving been saying teen that. Anyway, boys. Um, this is Did You Reddit, a weekly podcast about the internet by way of Reddit, the front page of the internet. My name is It's Your Dad. I'm spooky boobs today. <laughs> My free day Ooh. in the studio. Did you read a cabal, if you will? Anybody who's listening to this right now is part of a cabal, officially part of a cabal. Maybe that's what we call our our pod pals now. Instead of pod pals, just call them the The cabal. The the cabal. (laughs) CYR cabal. Um, Anyway, so today we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a, this is a fun episode. I mean, they're all fun episodes, but this one, uh, we don't have a guest today, like we didn't last week either. And today, I think we we've decided. I don't know why spooky is in the air. It's fucking May. <laughs> the the sun is coming out. Spring is ending. Summer's beginning. But it's kind of spooky season in my mind right now. So we're we're covering. Yeah. Um, I think it could be Israel Palestine. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, that's maybe the that's spookiness. what's doing it. Um, but something something is happening. So we're doing. We're just going to do some creepy pastas, and. And I think the way we're going to do this, so the reason we're going to do creepypastas, A, we've never done them. We've never talked about them, which is insane because they're, I, I think they're kind of, they fall into that camp of like the most important parts of the internet. We've talked around them. I think anytime we ever talked about like Slenderman, Slenderman, anything like that, uh, Slenderman is a Hey, my name's Al Slenderman. I sell shoelaces <laughs> five and dime. Uh, Goddamn Al Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> Al Slenderman, um, but but Slenderman is a a, a creepy pasta. But um, I don't know how. Were you just like revisiting these dog boobs? Is that how we got on this yeah. topic? You know what it was? It was freed. You you sent us a funny like a video from something, but like underneath it was like other videos this guy did, and he went into one of the creepy pastas that oh we'll talk s- about today. I sent you but, guys a video oh. of uh, the Rampart scandal, and it was. Um, it had to do with the Tupac being murdered by LAPD. Mm. And it was like this whole conspiracy to link back to Grand Theft Auto. Yes. What? And the Wait, main yes. the concept the, of Grand Theft Auto, not the not the, the franchise. Grand Theft the Auto. franchise. The video Wait, what? Game. 
Yeah. The video game. The main cop in Grand Theft Auto was based on this dirty cop in real life in LAPD who was like a bad guy in the 90s and he was like the leader of a cabal, if you will, huh. the the Rampart scandal. And he theoretically was like part of the hit crew that killed Tupac. Or no, Biggie, excuse me. And like Shit. it was a it was the craziest video. Of course, it was from YouTube, but I was like, oh Whoa. fuck, man. It goes all the way to the top and the bottom. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> And the bottom and the sides even. And I so underneath it, it was like other videos this guy's done. And it was, he goes into a couple of these uh, fun creepypastas that I think the ones that aren't obviously um, fake, the ones that maybe people feel are still like, oh, wow. Yeah, I heard about that. Did that really happen? So he kind of does some sensational videos about that. Maybe we'll post a, a couple of those on our subreddit. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what got me into these. And I started to read them and then i was kind of reminded of how fucking hilarious creepy pastas are even the scary <sighs> ones great. are just absurd and right i just they're 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 little treasures they're treasures they're they are little treasures they're little they're little parts of like old internet in a way they kind of feel like internet museum material yeah um which is always fun you know what i mean like i think like, like slender man now it's like we think of slender man as is kind of like this quaint part of the like pre-tiktok internet um and and you know i think that there as i was going through creepypastas because i for some reason this was never really on my radar like it, it's kind of totally on brand for me mm-hmm. but i just like didn't go down these didn't go down this route for some reason in my like internet tour and and but i've been going through them and i've been kind of like as i'm looking at them i'm like oh there's a uh, like i'm like i remember this one and and i kind of actually want to start this whole thing off um specifically uh on on uh this this iceberg meme i saw of creepypastas i, I sent you guys this right yes. yeah yeah because I, I thought this was interesting because this this allows for us to talk a little bit about the subreddit and also this is kind of about the classics because this is the other yes. thing we've been talking about when we've been talking about the creepypastas leading up to this episode is you know we've done a lot of conspiracy episodes now we're going to continue doing more conspiracy episodes because they're fun and there's always new shit happening right, right. There's always big farm is always fucking stuff. around big farm is always fucking around dude epstein and delane maxwell they're always cabaling you know mm-hmm. um there's always there's something to cabal right cabalers um, cabalers <laughs> if you will um but i think creepypasta is similar where you know, it's not quite as active as conspiracy because conspiracy is like the internet right now. Yes. Right? But I think creepypastas are, there's the classics and then there's always new things that kind of come up as like a a, a creepypasta revisited. Um, and, and also I would say that like maybe creepypastas are not as popular as they used to be because the world is so fucking creepypasta. Yeah. And so it doesn't, you don't really need the like fictitious story to drive True. things anymore because there's always, there's like, Everything is sitting. It's almost like conspiracy feels like it's the new c- creepypasta because you have these like, you know, Pizzagate kind of things, which in right. a way almost feel like a creepypasta, but we're couched in in like, like a, a QAnon adjacent thing. conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think the thing so. that's fun about creepypastas, too, is it harkens back to an earlier time in the Internet when you'd find a scary story on the Internet and there wasn't a way to verify if it was real or not yet. Totally. So right. you'd be in As a chat now. room, <laughs> you'd be on a message board and you'd see and like the term pasta for people um, who are listening. It's a delicious dish from... <laughs> 
uh, various countries. It's based countries. on. It's based but on there's... delicious dish. <laughs> delicious. But it's, uh, it's also like a term for just like when people copy and paste something. I think that's where it comes right. from, like pasta, copy pasta and whatnot. So like these yeah, stories co- would show up. Copy pasta is old school internet. That's like, yeah. that's like OG internet. <laughs> or it'd be like a funny comment that you just see everywhere. And by the time you get to the end, you're like, God damn it. I've seen this a million times. So these stories, I feel like, are kind of like from that era of Internet where maybe we were like 13, digging around on Reddit, found a horrifying story. And either 13 year old us thought it was scary or if you look further down the iceberg, maybe us today thought it was scary. But um, but yeah, that's what's so fun about these. It is kind of like a historical look back into like things that freaked us out before we were all like worldly enough thanks to the internet to know it was bullshit you know what freaks us out now right. late tax let late taxes you know interest rates right. real real yes. scary stuff your dad so, asking wonder... you if your 401k is Ugh. set up so it does harken I mean, back to a uh, a simpler time if you will do we feel do we feel because i always think so the idea of urban legends right mm-hmm. where because this this is just such an interesting world because i think with like creepypastas it's like these these fake urban legends but obviously slender man we all know the story that slender man became right yes which was you know starting as this kind of creepypasta and by the way also it's worth mentioning because i was i was looking up i was looking over at um i was, I was researching some of the the squidward's last episode or squidward's <laughs> lost episode earlier because i was like oh i do remember this one but i was like i couldn't really really remember the details so i was like looking it up and then i was like oh it's really just a video and then i was like well is it if it's not text is it a creepypasta and it all Mm -hmm. kind of the idea of it being a pasta is essentially a a a viral experience that that catches a zeit it catches kind of like a zeitgeist of a of like a character or a thing right because like the copy pasta yes it is copy and paste shit but it's mm-hmm. also like slender man started as a as a as a a image a lone yeah. static image and then became the story of slender man and i think that that kind of like is a little bit of the like bloody mary like you know say it in the mirror three times shit right where totally. it isn't cut and paste you know what i mean it's just like something that's passed down yeah. So these are I mean at the end of the day these are these are internet urban legends, I guess. Yeah, man. You know? This is like, um, you know how like ancient tribes would tell stories and they would be passed on from generation. This is our generation's fucking right. important stories, you know. Right. Um so I think we're going to read some of them or read the initial ones. I I know that Squidward's um lost episode is a little less of a like read it. There's a reading portion of it, but I'm going to actually go through the a little bit of the like know your meme. I know that um sonic.exe and um Jeff the Killer is a classic one of course. <laughs> Jeff the Killer. Jeff, Jeff the, the Killer. killer. Yeah. Uh and then the Russian sleep experiment which I know that that was dog boobs that was like your your like that introduced you to the internet. Um <laughs> that kept you out I of f- uh many a, a high school dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> said, no no not tonight. I'm staying home. I'm staying home. home. Um but all of that though all that said is like we're going to read a couple of the ones that we can that I think we're going to talk about a couple of the other classics, right? So for anybody who's just uh listening right now uh, we are looking at an image of a we we've all seen the meme format of an iceberg where above the iceberg you have like some basic ass shit 
below the iceberg and the further you go down below the iceberg it gets increasingly obscure and increasingly abstract and so the idea being at the very 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 bottom it's only the only the heads no oh right? shit and and so the top of the iceberg i'm just going to actually list the names of the of the actual creepypastas because i think these some of these are going to ring a bell and i think that if you have an opinion on this one way or another you should actually email us or hit us up on instagram dm or on reddit um, about whether or not you think this is correctly stated. We have nothing to do with this iceberg meme, but this is, I think, a good this is a good metric for the way they're perceived, right? So top of the iceberg, Ben Drowned. Do you guys know Ben Drowned? I looked I was like doing research yesterday and I did see Ben Drowned and it's like it's the uh Major Haunted Majora's Mask, right? I don't know. I, I don't know Ben Drowned. Uh, maybe ben, it's because my name is Ben and I was trying to avoid it at all costs. You probably were. I think it's someone playing Majora's Mask and like some weird shit happens in it. It's like, a, cool. yeah, there, we'll there's Ben it. Drowned. We'll do some, we'll do some research. Uh, Sonic.exe, which we're going to read. Um, Eyeless Jack. I don't know Eyeless Jack. I don't either. Um, Jeff the Killer. Jeff the Killer, I almost feel... Slender, it's hard not to say that Slenderman is the most famous because Slenderman like reach Kathy Hoda level because it's <laughs> actually killed in the name of Slenderman or tried to kill their best friend in the name of Slenderman. Some like teenage girls. Right. So, but Slenderman is very much up there. And then, and then, um, like I said, Jeff, the killer, um, the shallows booth world industries. Um, uh, so booth world industries, uh, is a, is a number you would call, right? Okay. Which is a I don't know enough about it, but I was looking at it and I was like, oh, interesting. And then I was I kind of tried to figure it out. The SCP Foundation, mm. uh, the, the Russian clown posse, the, uh, yeah, the ICP Foundation. <laughs> We're um, actually pretty boring, and um, yeah. you know, we keep that it, cool, keep it responsible. <laughs> um, the Russian sleep experiment. So the Russian sleep Oof. experiment is one tier down. That one is slightly below the surface. Slightly. Um, uh, rule type creepypasta. Don't know what that is. Now we're the in the evil, depths. Yeah, now we're in the depths. The evil stick. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Uh, Squidward's lost episode. <laughs> which do you guys know that one? We'll I go don't. Look at that one. That one's pretty interesting, actually. Squidward from, uh, they from paid, SpongeBob. They paid me. F was that Squidward from SpongeBob? Yeah, Squidward from SpongeBob. Damn. Uh, they paid me five thousand dollars to go through hell. Don't know that one. And all of these Inflation. now are in the world of like I, I barely knew any of the top ones. We I definitely don't know any of these. So yeah. Um, now one one level lower, the Yule Man. I clicked Ooh. a spam pop up as a kid. In quote, something oh. is on the moon. The smiley face killings, ritual pastas, and then Whoa. ooh, what is this? The die. <laughs> Dalitlov uh, Pass incident. Dalitlov Pass incident. You guys, that Dal one's awesome. Actually, I may, I think I do know Doll Do Love Pass. That that's really the, happened. Yeah. Well, hold on though. That's where we get into some strange territory with this creepypasta thing. Because like we go, that really happened. But then people are just like, it's a creepypasta though, right? Yeah. Because by this logic, <laughs> if you're going to say it that way, you could very easily like. There's a bunch of versions of this, right? Yeah. Because Squidward te technically probably has a lost episode. Exactly. Um, <laughs> think and then about it. The very, very, very bottom is the Predator on the Moors. Missing four one one, the body on the reservoir. Uh, I don't advise. I don't advise googling. So this is actually something that I will google I like, right now. I, exactly. It's like there's there's a there's a link below this. It basically gonna, is like post. clickable. 
yeah, it is clickable, but evidently uh. it's quite quite gory. Um, and then I found a flash drive full of cryptocurrency is the nice. very, very, very bottom, right? This so, is a great little uh, graphic because right. it basically gives you a reading list. <laughs> it's yeah, like and, how yeah, far and, and down we'll, do you we'll want to go? We'll put this on our on our sub for anybody who, who uh, is just listening right now. Um, and it seems like everybody, like even the enthusiasts are like, I know them all except for the very, very bottom. Yeah. And so um, – I don't know. I saw. There we go. I'm not gonna. Mm, oh God! I want to click it so bad. Oh, which I one? The, I don't want to click the it reservoir? on the pod. Yeah, I saw because I saw something about the reservoir. Um, I, yeah, I immediately Google that. I did, did look that up this morning over coffee. Okay, how was it? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, disgusting. But yeah. um, it's not. It, it's, yeah, you've seen enough. It, you know. I, yeah, it, you know what it is. It's like, have you guys heard of like the cattle, the alien? Cattle, oh, cattle killings, mutilations. Cattle mutilations? Yeah. mutilations where it's like yeah. they have like their buttholes cored out and yeah, like their organs cattle are mutilations are awesome they're wild and like that happened yeah. to this guy in south america oh shit his brain was, his body his brain was cored out and i'll just say there is a picture of his butthole cored out on google and i was just sipping my nespresso like Huh. Well, I didn't know you were Good allowed morning. putting. Uh, I didn't know you were allowed putting photos of buttholes on on the internet. I thought you that can they if didn't allow that. You can't if they're cored out. Yeah, you uh, can't if they're cored out because technically you're not seeing the actual butthole. Then that's right. Buttholehub.com. Mm-hmm. Um, good segue into our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. Uh, <laughs> we'll actually get to, Do you want your butthole cored out? Go to Adam and Eve for an extra um, large butt dildo. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we will we'll get to Adam and Eve because we they are our sponsor and we love them and we're sex positive. Um, all right. So creepy pasta. So the subreddit. So getting back out. So the subreddit is still quite active. So this is a it's been in the community for eleven years. So this is wow. kind of like an OG. Probably. Let's see. Probably I don't want to. Maybe not one of the first ones, but I think this just goes to show how long creepypastas have actually been a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and just going back to the original internet thing, because what, what I love about the idea of creepypastas as well is that there are so many versions of these that are not internet adjacent, right? So yeah. the Bermuda Triangle, right? Like Bermuda Triangle, dude, like how often did we hear about the Bermuda Triangle's kids? And you were just right. like, I'm never going to fucking go. And then as adults, we're just like, isn't that just like Jamaica? And didn't we just, just like fly through the Caribbean? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we like, didn't we literally vacation there like last For week? For spring break? Nothing happened. Right. <laughs> so, so there's like the Bermuda Triangle. I think that like the Hail Mary or like the Bloody Mary thing. I think that's a really good version of it. I mean, even down to like something like quicksand, right? Like quicksand yeah. has this like creepypasta energy, which I think is kind of why you diversify the term a little bit. So it's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a copy and pasted story. I think it's actually like a copy and pasted idea that yeah. transcends just the format by which it was originally made, right? Because even like right. don't take candy from strangers, right? Yeah. Like, don't take candy from strangers or like the the like check your candy uh, at Halloween to make sure it doesn't have nails in it or fiberglass. No, all that, all that bullshit. No, that actually happened like... to me. I got an apple with a bunch of razor blades jammed in them, and I know. <laughs> Shit, that was like man. another one. That one and like yeah, popcorn uh, with like some kind of a gasoline acid. What a power like... move to in front of all the kids hold up the apple filled with razor blades and just be like, 
Uh, oh, that is superpower. And then red rum was like a big one, or like or like staring into a mirror and saying red rum. Of course, like yeah, that was that was like you know the big the big creepy pasta. Uh, yeah. So all again, of those again, I think stuff, all coexist in this world, and and I think that that's what I think is interesting, knowing that there's a specifically digital version, internet version of this that is not like it still has rel- you know like relics of that. But it's a little, you know, and this is what you find on the the creepypasta subreddit. Actually, it's, it's a little less like about just these old stories. You still have those sometimes, and and some of it is actually like fan art of the original stories, and and like things are just like broadly creepy mm-hmm. that like maybe people are trying to picture. turn into Yeah, totally. And so, but you know, I feel like the original idea is almost so it's so big that it can't be contained yeah. within a single subreddit now cuz I do think that like the, the the like conspiracy subreddits all those things are in a way creepy pastas because they are sharing these strange things that are like rumored to be, right? Yeah. So like the P tapes are a good one, right? Like the Trump P tapes be like Somebody's got the tapes. Who's going to share those tapes? Like that is forever going to be kind of a copypasta slash creepypasta idea. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love the idea of calling it a creepypasta because it's creepy when you think about it. When who, totally. Who, who's involved. Maybe well, if what, there were what, younger, what, cuter people involved, it wouldn't be creepypasta be on Pornhub. For you know? sure. But what, but what constitutes a creepypasta, right? I mean, this is the, yeah. this is the big question is because like, you know, I, I would argue that like, Something like Jeff the Killer is clearly a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Slenderman is has a bit of like the supernatural thing, and if it's and if that's the supernatural thing, then like isn't technically Bigfoot a creepy pasta in a yeah, way? Yeah, right? that's a great point. I like so, cre- creepy pastas yeah. are kind of like uh, they're ideas that kind of capture the imagination of everybody. Kind of like right. if if you think of like why the ones in that iceberg. Uh, meme got so well known or not as well known but still made it into the iceberg meme it's like right. there's something about what's written in those creepy pastas that just like gets at one of our deepest darkest fears either as a kid like a little kid like right. sonic exe is like when you read it as as an adult it's hilarious and it's right. there are things called troll pastas which are like they're meant to be stupid and like right, that's right. that's its own thing and pretty funny. But oh, then you it. get further down and it's like, I don't know, the doll love past thing. Um, it's it just captures different groups of people's imaginations in like a really sinister, morbid way. And uh, that's just like uh, it reminds me of that book w- that we all like read when we were little kids with the super scary illustrations. Mm. Totally. They're like those stories. Um, Dark stories, scary stories, whatever it's called. Yeah, scary stories to read in the dark. It, it seems yes. like this is like a, such a is like a very universal human nature thing, right? Like mm-hmm. being afraid of the boogeyman, essentially. And uh, the more I'm, we're talking about it, it's just like you know, it, what we're talking about is telling stories that are designed to tell you watch out for x thing that could hurt you yeah. and that probably right. was like a panther or a lion or some kind of a monster literally a monster lurking in the woods mm-hmm. that when we were like cavemen would come out and bite like literally eat your head and yeah. so these are stories you would tell your kids so they would not go down to the river and like have an alligator eat them and kill them and so then that has evolved 
into this. I mean, essentially. And so we have this like mechanism in our lizard brain that's always um, sensitive to hearing these kinds of tales for our protection. So it still freaks us out. So it's it's just a universal great thing. And 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 without, and we we don't hang out at the river as much anymore. So we still need to fill that void. So we tell these stories to each other. Just to freak us the fuck out. Just to freak us, just to make us feel alive. So we've been creepy apostin since, dude, since, I mean, 250,000 years. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we dig into one of these fuckers? Fuck yeah. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's read, uh, let's go with, let's start with the Sonic EXE. That's I'm just going to, I'm just going to warn you guys, dude, I've never been scared in my life. So bring it on. <gasps> <laughs> oh shit! Well, it's, it, okay, it's funny because it's. I'm a little actually, scared. I'm a little scared. A, a really, a really quick side note. As before, we get into this, as if everything we say is not a quick side note. But uh, so I was. I, there is something interesting about being an adult and like the things that scare you. Like, how do you convey that in a creepy pasta? Because I feel like the things that scare me now are just are just basic news. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> yeah something like. Oh, a new strain has erupted in the India for the coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking creepy pasta, you telling me? Like right. oh man, like oh, Israel Palestine has flared up and now people are talking like it could be a global war based entirely on the idea that Bibi Netanyahu doesn't want to lose power. That's a creepy pasta. And it's like, that, what do you mean? A, a white faced pasta, killer right? with bright red lips doesn't scare you anymore? <laughs> no. And I also like I was I went to a uh, I was at Six Flags on Friday, Ooh. Uh, which was mm. so sick. And I also scary, everybody. also scary. But it was one of those things where I, I as a kid, your your imagination is just it's your imagination is such a crusher. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so I was getting on these rides. And I remember as a kid, the like doom drop rides, I was just like, fuck no, that scares yeah. the shit out of me. And like this Superman, time, where it'd just be this, like Pfft. Well, it's the it's not Superman, it's the Lex Luthor one where it just you oh. just go up for like three minutes and then it drops you for, for just immediately. And you know, and it's like a four it's like an outrageously tall. It's like four hundred and twenty feet or something like that. Oh so my god. It's so high, you drop eighty five miles an hour straight down. It's very scary, right? Jesus. And and when I was a kid, I was like, you, I would literally have a panic attack getting on it. I like could not hold my shit together. Yeah. And and I wrote it like three times, and I was just like, and I, I was getting nostalgic Aww. of my own fear. You're like, it doesn't scare me anymore. The way yeah, it, it was a really too. interesting thing. It like felt like it was literally nostalgic for fear. Yeah. And and that was such an interesting feeling because God. because of what we're talking about about like. The, you know, the older you get, you read these things and you're just like, oh, what a, what a quaint time to have yeah. such an active imagination that this thing would scare me. Right. Right. And maybe now we're all interesting... like, oh, a power line like snapping and ripping our legs off on that ride is like not the worst thing that could happen to us in today's day and age. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, do I, I get two a, tweaks I would off get of work a... for that? Do I get workers comp? It's something exactly. like awesome, I'd get yeah. a sick payout. I'd be able to be bedridden for at least six months would be yeah. dope. Dope. Um, I'm the drugs of... I'd be on. Right. I mean, <laughs> but it's, it's just like... it's such a strange thing, though. It's just like it feels. Yeah. I, like I kind of. Do you sit around looking, yeah, I'm... thinking about terrorist attacks at those places? That's kind of like a fun way to freak oh. yourself out. <laughs> like it's cool. That's a, <laughs> when like, you're not scared like, at six flags at like... anymore. Imagine the Taliban coming in. And... I was in Istanbul at like one of those markets some years right. ago, and mm -hmm. uh, and I was like. 
this the grand this, bazaar. I think I was at the grand bazaar. I was on my annual spice gathering trip <laughs> at the grand <laughs> bazaar, where you bring your little leather satchels with you and, and you I, just grab as many spices. <laughs> And I come home and I cook and it's magical. Uh, I was buying rugs and spices and those shoes with the little uh, twirls at the end. Cool, man. (laughs) Very cool. It was very chill. uh, (laughs) But you're kind of sitting around going like, this feels like a bomb could just definitely go off. Like there's so many people around. Right. Right. And 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 the more you start thinking about it, like. It makes you anxious and a little bit scared, but like you probably had that same feeling when you were buying spices at Six Flags. <laughs> By spices, yeah, I mean uh, fun dips and uh, yes. right. American That's spices. That's actually yeah. so funny. I have a similarly exotic experience that happened at medieval times in Burbank about, or not Burbank, okay. in uh, Anaheim a few Still years ago. Still haven't been there and I've, I've wanted to go for my entire life. So It's it's hey, fun as a kid. And then when you go as an adult, up. It's, we should go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm fucking down. Lots I will go. Medieval, medieval right. times. Cool. We can uh, bring our own forks and knives for the food. Okay, so we're <laughs> sitting there after the event where you go in, you eat your food, and you watch these like actors like pretend to be, um, you know, medieval knights. Yep. Exactly. And then you come out like you come out of the big, you know, horse smelling chamber and they have the actors who are playing like the blue knight the yellow knight they're all like waiting in separate corners of the lobby like so that you can run up to them and take pictures with like whichever one was your favorite which was just like sad in its own way but i was standing there and it was for a birthday party so we were kind of standing in line to get with that red knight and out of the corner (laughs) of my eye I see this like very strange looking Columbine-esque kid who's wearing like trench coat, sunglasses indoors. He's like on the edge of the crowd. And my friend and I are just like, this is this is not he's going to whip out a gun. Like, I just have this really bad feeling right now. Like, what the fuck? And we're just watching. And I'm like, it's that thing you struggle with yourself. Like, at what point do I raise my hand to security and be like i've got a bad feeling about that guy for no reason except look at him you don't want to be a karen you don't want to be labeled a karen exactly and then suddenly his girlfriend comes to join him and the minute i saw he had a girlfriend i was like no motive no motive. Uh, he's He's okay not not an incel he's no it's so interesting Um, you you bring that up there are like these little things that will let like context clues that will context clues exactly like you see like somebody walking on the street you're like that guy looks a little shady and then like you see them hold a ring of keys with like a volvo key on it you're like (laughs) he's got a it's chill he's got a volvo (laughs) guy's not a threat not a threat thank god he's got a volvo guys (laughs) you see you see a guy wearing a trench coat in the corner and then he opens it up and you see these selling watches and you're just like oh he's just a watch salesman (laughs) the guy you just described dog boobs is how my cousin dresses he's like 18 he just went to college he he looks like that kid now oh, and i God. see him and he's like i think he's like smoking weed and he's like kind of quiet clothes, and awkward, he's, and he's weed. like tall and he wears these like weird 80s trench coats because cool and i'm like yeah cool. man like you're doing it but you also look like a combine killer yeah like, just it's like FYI. coolest <laughs> kid at that. arizona state but he's like the nicest it's, guy <laughs> it's so Aww. interesting because we we also like an, another version, and I swear to God, we're going to talk these stories. And we're going to get to them, but <laughs> hold on. Um, another another version of this though is also, yeah, no, 
it is it is like the the incel manifesto the like elliot roger manifesto yeah the like old, the manifesto from the new zealand shooter it's like these real world things that happened that then they're they're like evident it's like isis beheading videos right it's yeah. like that shit is another version of creepypastas that i think it's interesting because if you were if i were to put the elliot roger in some manifesto in the abyss on this creepypasta someone would probably be like that's real you can't put that here right yeah and and i'm kind of like wait but what but hold on because that shit is scary and i've never seen it and i don't know if anybody fucking has it because mm -hmm. the fbi probably scrubbed it from the internet right true but but that that feels like a version of this and even the idea of the columbine shooters is like we just described them through the lens of this very specific caricature which is not that different from slenderman you know what mm -hmm. i mean like if we're talking about like a killer clown and we and we and we kind of talk about this whatever it's like very specific that's all based on the john wayne gacy idea yes right? and so like the columbine shooter for you to be like oh i saw a guy in a trench coat with like some, some neo glasses and wearing a Marilyn manson shirt like that itself creates this creepypasta world and this is also like the columbine shooters have this weird sex appeal allure for kids now i've noted yeah. I, I mean not not entirely but there's like a there's a subculture of columbine enthusiasts yes and and it's like it, it's not necessarily a like sick twisted i want to kill people thing i think it is inspired by the same logic of creepypastas right where mm -hmm. people go this doesn't this feels more mythical than real even though it was yeah real, because it's been turned into a brand of of sinister versus you know like this is what's so compelling or not compelling but this is so what's so weird about the fucking las vegas shooter man is because he's so he's such a fucking nobody that yeah. had no distinct details that you can't really turn him into a mythology yeah because it was just a guy you it was bad I mean? branding on his part really really very bad branding but that's very different than the columbine shooter where you go or the in or like elliot roger the incel shooters you go like the brand of that thing turns it into a like you know quote-unquote creepypasta not in the traditional internet way but like in the way that creepypastas function where like slenderman if slenderman was just a guy right it wouldn't be slenderman it would yeah. just be a guy and Slenderman didn't do anything. It was just like this rumored thing. But because it was a tall, kind of white suited thing, people go, oh, that shit is scary. That's but, if, but a fucking normal guy who looks like an investment banker who can just like Patrick Bateman take somebody out and like kill a kid. There's you can't do anything with that. Right. So the, the story yeah. doesn't transcend. Go anywhere you know? then. <laughs> Are you vaxxed, waxed and not taking any flack from anyone telling you that you've evolved beyond the need for sex now that you're a hyper-productive work-from-home robot? Well, if you're like most people, you're probably ready to get back out there. You know, meet new people and start to dip your toes back into the sacred waters of healthy and consensual sexual exploration. Well, that's where adamandeve.com come in handy because they're giving away free stuff to help you spice up your currently Pop-Tart wrapper-covered bedroom. All you have to do is select any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the extra free stuff. Enter our offer code BELIEVE at checkout and get 10 titillating free gifts with your order. 
a flippity floppity item for him, a slippity slurpity present for her, and then a third unicorn object you've both been nervous about, but you've survived a global pandemic. So if now's not the time to try it, then when is? Oh, and there will also be five, no, six free spicy little movies thrown in too. So in case this new product that you're really nervous about isn't, uh, you know, ready to jump right in, hey, take a few days, pump up, watch those movies together, get comfortable. Um, And then you know what? There's another detail I forgot to mention. It's the free shipping. So you basically get this entire get back into it, you sexy animals, we love you deal, courtesy of adamandeve.com, thanks to the Believe promo code. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, offer code Believe at checkout at adamandeve.com. So go have some safe sexual encounters with enthusiastically consenting partners, everybody. Yeah. Let's read a goddamn um, story, dude. I want to get free. Let's read a out. story. Let's All do right, it. Let's get into it. So should start we start with, with Sonic or Russian prison experiment or sleep experiment? Uh, it's up to you. You're you're the you're the you're the queen of the pasta. You are you okay, are the, you the pasta chef. Dog. Let's start with Russian sleep experiment because I think we should start with something legit scary. Yeah. All right. I love it. So let's... we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you guys be the judge. Does it have of to this. do with tax evasion. Uh, you, you be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. So the Russian sleep experiment. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. Math, anybody? They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so that the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they only had microphones and five-inch thick glass porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding, running water and toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversations took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were, and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirrored portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The Mm. most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. 
The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and calmly pasted them over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were still working since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something that they would not that they that they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives they were afraid either were dead or just vegetables at this point. They announced, we're opening the chamber to test the microphones, step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you'll be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. To to their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond, we no longer want to be freed. (laughs) Debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. Bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Midnight. Do it at 8 a.m. You know? Yeah, do it at noon. Do it it at noon, Yeah, do it at noon. What are you doing? The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the the gas back on. The chamber was opened, and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them were in life. The food rations past day five had not so much as been touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subject's thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects, surviving in quotes, also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. The ab- oh, here we go. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five. All four test subjects <laughs> had been removed. While the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off. Exposing the lungs through the rib cage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerate. Wait, the blood vessels and organs? So are they, okay, this is talking about one person that they completely... I think they're talking about literally four. All of them? Four out of the five? Or four, because it seems to change. 
all of the blood vessels and organs, so I'm picturing literally body works, just like right. nobody can so live through that. The digestive tract of all four could be seen working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that what they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still, many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned on lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Tough day. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count the ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. When Hart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he'd bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood, even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. Their surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas, demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative they'd given him to prepare him for surgery. He fought Sucks. furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist as well. That doesn't make sense. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy, the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in the struggle not to be subdued. Most of them were from force, the force his own muscles had exerted on them. The second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed and unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they try the surgery without anesthetic, and did not. Re and he didn't react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically impossible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met her. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. Oh, boy. 
The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well. Although they were, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation, the surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the surgeon, while the patients laughed continuously. One paralyzed, once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The research asked why they'd injured themselves, why they'd ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas. The only response given, I must remain awake. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're almost there, guys. Mm. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced, and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what could be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer in ex-KGB instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather leather bonds with all his might, first left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been, to the fir- having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the times, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering brain death before returning to normal. As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flatlines as the one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside as well as three researchers. Why? One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun at the remaining subject. See, this doesn't make sense. There are, there's an extra person. He pointed the gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed, as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you. <laughs> he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. That's a Russian soldier, by the way. It's <laughs> a Russian sub- accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We're what you hide from in your beds every night. We're what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. 
The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. Starring Anthony Hopkins. Starring as, Anthony as Hopkins. As dog boobs. Um, damn. So here's my thoughts on this, right? So that's a creepy story. Mm-hmm. But I've got some thoughts, too. Here's what's interesting is like hearing it hearing it again because I have heard that before and I've definitely seen the images right so like yeah this is a very famous like again talking about like internet e things like this is um where did it go I lost it um but there are here we go um this is the image that you you see right yeah search this like this one is like the classic creepypasta image and it's it real. is real and. <laughs> And and so, but what's 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 really interesting about this is like a, there are unnecessary details that make it feel like it is falls into the horror trope. Yes. Right. Which which is kind of cool because it then it just feels like a horror film. Yeah. Or a horror story. But the the side the flip side though is you know with taking out those details like at midnight right. Like yes. the dialogue. We don't need the, the dialogue. We don't need right? the dialogue. Like all that kind of shit we don't fucking need. But mm-hmm. the the thing that makes it really scary and what's actually really convincing about it is that we know the Nazis did fucked up experiments on Yes. Them, right? Had access and to meth gas. Exactly. Did sleep so, deprivation experiments. The not just the Nazis, the Americans, the, Americans, the Russians, and so yeah. So I think that what what is brilliant about this is Canadians. swapping out. No, no man, the Canadians did not. The Canadians never did. They would like never that. do that. That's the scariest you're, you're, story you're, of them all. You're you're pulling in these details of how this shit actually happened. Yeah. So I was I was reading a little bit about like the the reception of it. Mm-hmm. So the Russian sleep experiment became immensely popular upon its original publication. It's considered one of the greatest and most shared creepypastas. We already know that. Um, so where did it go? So yes, so literary criticism. So in in the chapter horror memes and digital culture, Ooh. which sounds fucking sick. By the way, I'm gonna read that book. Yes. Um, um, in the in the Palgrave Handbook of Contemporary Gothic, um, Tasha R. Taylor wrote that the creepypasta reflects residual political anxieties as it purports Ooh. to reveal a top secret effort by Russian scientists in World War II. Right. So what this is, which is true, is like. We know what, what, um, what's his fucking name? Who's the, um, the Vladimir uh, Putin? No, what was the, the Nazi, Nazi doctor? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Sh- uh Stiglitz? Fuck, what is his name? <laughs> why am I? So, why uh, are you... We all know who we're talking oh, Mangala. about. Oh, Mangala. Mangala, right. So we know the crazy shit that Mangala did that was factually accurate. Right. And we know the like insane horrors that were happening at that time. So you swap out a couple details. You go, actually, you know, like you think what Mengele was doing was fucking crazy. You should hear yeah. about what the Russians were doing. We this like this. notoriously, notoriously um, isolationist area that's communist. So we don't know what the fuck they're doing over yeah. there, right? And we know they're communists, so they'll do fucking anything, dude. Yeah, they don't give a shit, right? And so. So we throw in a couple of those details. We know that the meth gas was a thing. Or not meth mm-hmm. gas, but we know that meth is a thing. We know that the gas is a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it, it takes all these little details, throws them into a fucking pot, and goes like, check this fucking story out. I right. promise it's true, right? Pull it out of the hopper. this thing that people go, I don't think it's true, but it kind of sounds like it could be true. Well, isn't... And then... 
Yeah, and then yeah. there's like cousins of it everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it's the best. It's 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 the best way to tell a creepy story. Like base some of it in fact, and then have right. some twists. It's a little bit like how, you know, like the Epstein of it all, like be, made all other conspiracy theories true in a way because. 100%. There was so much crazy shit that was true about the Epstein yeah. world. And then you're like, well, if that's true, it's totally. all true. It's yeah. Like, totally. It's it's like it's diabolical and uh, it's it's smart to base your foundation in something that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And, totally. And, then, and, and then, if you look at the page on the Creepypasta subreddit and look at kind right. of the comments that let me share my screen. Just to get an idea of like what people think about this particular one. The top comment is, I remember reading this for the first time when I was probably about 12 and I thought it was real and I didn't sleep well for like a week. (laughs) Good times. So this, I feel like you take these like kind of things that probably could happen and could have happened in history and did happen in history or uh, like a version of it. And then you add all these like ridiculous extra details, but like that's what makes these like shareable to a preteen, to a teenager. Like when you're kind of new to the internet and you read this, like nowadays I was reading this uh, the other day and I was just like the number of details when we know like how few details made it out of any fucked up experiment, like even from what we found of like the Nazi Mengele experiments, like. We still have info, but we don't know what the fuck people said. We don't know, you know, uh, what time they let like none of those like details exist anymore. So that part took me out of it. But well, it was so nasty that wonder that that almost feels like that could also be the magic, though, is because Mm -hmm. what that does is it goes it adds details that are unnecessary that you go, oh, this is obviously a fictionalized version of this. But like. All the other details, though, are those true? And then yeah. you don't really, you can't, you, your mind goes like, you, you kind of separate the, the like cream from the milk. You know what yeah. I mean? You just kind of go, oh shit, like this stuff, I know this stuff's gratuitous, but all the rest of this stuff, though, that's fucking mm-hmm. real. You know what I mean? Um, Do you here's ever- an interesting question from Crush Pineapple, by the way. <laughs> Is the Bible a creepypasta? <laughs> fucking good question, yes. actually. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, honestly, it's like it becomes a thing where you kind of go like it does sit in that world of fact or fiction. Does it matter? Right. I mean, Revelations, the book of Revelations is 100 percent creepypasta because it's fucking horrifying. But it, I think it was like originally Paul's dream anyway. So it's not really yeah. like a real thing, but it's still and ambient you know. dreams are creepypasta. Paul took yeah, an ambient that night. What, what were you going to say? Freed? Sorry. I, uh, oh, I, I was going to say, you know, like. People used to journal quite a bit. Journaling. I, right. Every time I hear someone like, like pop, you know, this always pops up in Congress. Like some politicians, like, I looked in my journal and it said this was what I said on the phone call. And you're like, right, right. you know. So I, I would imagine these doctors are journaling every night. Uh, you know, in in uh, totally in creepy totally. land, and they're writing down like maybe what they said and what time it is. So like theoretically, you could like rebuild um, the timeline because. Because of the journals, and and fuck those guys for keeping such good journals too. Because fuck them. I'm always like, God, these guys journal like <laughs> on point, and I never do, but I probably should. Yeah. And screw them, you know. They're journaling yeah. a lot. I'm, they're I'm journaling always, a I'm lot when they're on the clock. I'm always impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that. So yeah. So th- this is a really interesting. I think this is a really interesting one because it, it just it just gives you a fascinating middle ground. 
of like the world of creepypastas and knowing that this is an old one understanding the context by which it exists right like it, it does inform all these different pieces and and you know again like the other thing too i mean like we you know we we kind of casually briefly mentioned the the kind of israel palestine thing that's happening right now which is a colossal issue that that is erupting um as we speak i know we're recording this on wednesday morning and you know it, it's just completely going out of control as you know which is not new but particularly if you listen to a couple episodes ago we had like some weird middle eastern flare-up in our chat for some you know they didn't cover it on the today show this morning so i don't know about it (laughs) but um but you know this is also just a story of war crimes right yeah which is not again it is not crazy it's not imaginary war crimes happen every day and i think as a as a kid you look at this and you go oh that's crazy what a thing and then as an adult you go, oh, yeah, war crimes are happening. This sounds totally realistic. It doesn't even scare me. I'm not surprised. We hear about Uyghurs in China literally yeah. every day, right? So so it's it's just it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting way that we perceive fear. And like there yeah. there is like if I would have heard if I would have read this as in not knowing that this was a creepypasta and you cut out all those those like un, you know kind of fluffy details about the time and the dialogue and whatever um and i was just an adult reading it, i'd be like yeah makes sense sounds like a mangala thing i'd right? buy that yeah and you yeah. know what this and i wouldn't have even of... reacted with fear i would be like yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah that happens it reminds me um of the term the banality of evil and how oh, when yeah, we're kids it's like creepy pasta we read this stuff and it is just it's like turned up to 11. Like the details are gory. Like it is just like the most disturbing. And then when you like grow up and you learn about like, okay, we don't know all the nitty gritty details, but we do know that like they're state sponsored experiments, keeping people awake for days and how absolutely like something that's actively being done. Right. And it's like, yeah. And all of that stuff is just the result of bureaucrats obeying orders. And like, totally. It's not like some evil, monstrous, like commander in charge. It's totally. like, this stuff really happens. I was, totally. There's this new podcast called The Line. It's about the, the Navy SEAL guy, Eddie Gallagher. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Remember that, that story mm-hmm. last no. year? And like, his Navy SEAL team like turned on him and said he was just like murdering people in the Middle East. It was like, uh, yes, yes. Do you remember? Yeah. So, this new podcast, Apple put it out. It's very, it's very good. I definitely recommend it. It's like, it gives you very good insight into like special operations and like, it's just like a crazy thing that these guys Whoa. do. Right. And like mentally the stress and but there's so many stories. They're so like casual and matter of fact about killing people. And they're trained to do that. So like it doesn't the context that you cannot relate as like a human here in America. You're like, what? And like I was thinking about this morning, I was and even when we were talking about this, I was like, what would scare me? Like these people are literally just busting into people's homes. Totally. that are just like any of us just having like a regular night and they're like coming in with all this gear on and they're like taking them out and killing them. You're like well, yeah, like that could Shit, like dude. that. That's what's happening. That's a lot of people's reality in the world, uh, for for whatever the reason is. Like, they're they're doing it like on behalf of America. You're like Jesus Christ. Like that's yeah. that's real. That's pretty terrifying. Like if somebody like, busted in our house in the middle of the night and started like shooting and tying me up and waterboarding me, that's right? that's what I'm afraid of. I think. And you know, yeah, I mean, well, and it, and again, that gets Gavin Newsom. He's basically doing it. Recall <laughs> totally. Gavin, right? I mean, Gav, is there really Gav. any difference, honestly, between the Russian sleep experiment and having being forced to wear a mask? 
Like, come on. Like, <laughs> no is it really any difference, difference whatsoever. It's exactly. I the too same feel thing. like ripping my internal organs out every single time I have to put <laughs> no. on one of those masks. It's literally exact. I like when people say it's literally the same thing. You're like, no, no, it's exactly the opposite of the same thing. Yeah. Thanks for totally. using literally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, this is the big questions here that I keep coming to is like, what, what, what do I fear in a real way? that would that i could read something and it would fucking destroy me you know what i mean mm-hmm. um this is a oh interesting good song recommendation um um i love love the for, for me it's all about fucking um, thread right now by the way boom king and spakamon just greeting each other oh, like buddies i love it i love Crushed that pineapple. thanks for the recommendation i always need yeah. more <laughs> so um, i know we're i know we're starting to get a little low on time so i want to get two more creepy bosses in if we can i want to read Squidward's lost episode and Sonic XE EXE. And by the way, we are, like I said, we're going to probably revisit this more than once because just creepypastas happen. Creepy things happen. I think, I feel like this is just part of the world of conspiracy subs and whatnot. But anyway, freed before we do that though. Yeah. Did I cut you off? Um, no, oh, I was Crush Pineapple's got a sick, uh, sick uh, recommendation for sick song record. War. So thanks, shout out. But also, I was going to say, um, the the audio podcast for all you livers. I think we'll probably mix up the dog boop stories with some like spooky music and maybe some shrieks. Um, I so love expect- that. I love your like, yeah. Uh, uh, dad will probably do that. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> we oh, haven't Dad's asked gonna- him to do this. Yeah. But right, uh, Dad. You know what would be really yep. cool? Yeah, if I'll put do some it. shrieks in there and some spooky, like some drips, <laughs> like drip, drip, and some eeks. drip, drip. Yes. Oh, God. Gas noise. Is somebody just peeing in the corner? No, no, that's a drip. <laughs> right. That's a drip. It's, drip. it's a creepy drip. It's yeah. the drip. I might, I might put in a little bit of music, but I don't know about the other stuff. No, I might no, score it. Personally. I have I have an old rusty bucket I've been saving for the drip. They're going to sell on uh, on sellstuff.com or whatever it is you're yeah, selling your baby Bjorn to. Yeah. Yeah. Audiomarket.com. Anybody, um, so sidebar, anybody want to buy this baby Bjorn? Hot deal. Brand new I mean, look box. at that Never thing. Been used. Never been used. It's a good, it's a good baby Bjorn. It comes with baby. Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, <laughs> so why don't I? I will read. Um, I'm gonna get into Squidward's Lost episode, yes. and then and then we'll read uh, the scariest of them all, Sonic. Dot exe, um, which inherently is interesting because that's just like the idea of a creepypasta being based on a program that yeah. you have to download and 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 use. Like it'd be now if it was like. Ooh, this crazy creepypasta called TrumpPtapes.pkg. You're like, you mean I gotta open it? And I'm like, it, oh my god, it? Yeah. I have to fucking do that. Yeah. Um, right, anyway. Okay, so I'm. Let's see. I'm gonna pull up. So this is we actually a lot from of Know Your Meme. We have a lot of scary Russian stories. Do Russians have a lot of scary American stories? Uh, probably. Oh, definitely. Well, but, but I think I think that the lore of Russia though is like. I feel like Russia just ha- – it's the same thing we do with China now. It's like – and same thing we do with the Nazi Germany. We're like – because we know so little, and North Korea for that matter, we know so little, it just allows for us to imagine, you know? Yeah. Um. So anyway, so this is – this was Squidward's Lost Episode, also known as The Red Mist or Squidward's Suicide, right? <laughs> little fucking spoiler, but that's what it's called. So um, so this is the original Creepypasta, I believe. Um a bit long but we're gonna get to it 
and this is from know your meme so i'm i'm not going to read much of the know your meme i just want to kind of get to the 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 creepypasta itself and then maybe we can discuss a little bit before we hit sonic um all right since i work directly this is from me by the way this is my personal journal entry so i don't know if it, i mean if you have any questions about my experience working on spongebob let me know i have love stories so to tell. cool yeah, exactly. So since I worked directly with the editors and animators, I got to view the new episodes days before they aired. And by the way, this was originally posted on 7chan, I believe, on r slash paranormal. Oh, wow. So this was, and this is this is the other interesting thing, because we think about the world of QAnon as it starts on an anonymous thread. And you have no idea where it comes from. You don't know the person. You just take it at face value. So this is posted on 7chan. And then you kind of go, I don't know. I just saw it posted. It might be true. It sounds true to me, right? Which is it's just the complicated part. So since I worked directly with the editors and animators, I got to view the new episodes days before they aired. I'll get right to it without giving too many unnecessary details. <laughs> before we read many paragraphs going into this um they had very recently made the spongebob movie and the entire staff was somewhat sapped of creativity so it took them longer to start up the season but the delay lasted longer for more upsetting reasons there was a problem with the series four premiere that set everyone and everything back for several months me and the two other interns were in the editing room along with the lead animator and sound editors for the final cut we received the copy that was supposed to be fear of a crabby patty and gather around the screen to watch. Gather around the screen to watch. Now, given that it isn't uh, final yet, animators often put a put up mock title card, sort of an inside joke for us, with phony, oftentimes lewd titles such as "How Sex Doesn't Work" instead of "Rockabye uh, Bivalve." Um, when SpongeBob and Patrick adopt a sea scallop, nothing particularly funny, but work-related chuckles. So when we saw the title card, Squidward Suicide. We didn't think it was more than a morbid joke. Uh, one of the interns did a small throat laugh at it. Um, the happy-go-lucky music plays as uh, as is normal. The story begin began with Squidward practicing his clarinet, hitting a few sour notes like normal. We hear SpongeBob laughing outside, and Squidward stops, yelling at him to keep it down, uh, as he was a concert and he has a concert that night and needs to practice. SpongeBob says okay and goes to see Sandy with Patrick. Um, the bubbles splash screen uh, comes up and we see the ending of Squidward's concert. This is when things begin to seem off. While playing, a few frames we repeat themselves, uh, but the sound doesn't. At this point, sound is synced up with animation, so yes, that's not common. Uh, but when he starts playing, or I'm sorry, when he stops playing, the sound finishes as if the skip never happened. There's a slight mummering in the crowd uh, before they begin to boo him. Not normal cartoon booing that is common for the show, um, but you could very clearly hear malice in it, right? So not playful booing, but like, you know, actually we hate you, Squidward boo booing. Uh, Squidward's uh, in full frame and looks visibly afraid. The shot goes to a crowd and uh, SpongeBob in center frame. Uh, and he too is booing, very much unlike him, right? Uh, that isn't the oddest thing though. What is odd is everyone had hyper-realistic eyes, very detailed. Clearly not shots of real people's eyes, but something a bit more real than CGI. The pupils were red. Some of us looked at each other, obviously confused, uh, but since we weren't the writers, we didn't question its appeal to children yet. The shot goes to Squidward sitting in the edge of his bed, looking very forlorn. The view out of his porthole window is of a, sky, of a night sky, so it isn't very long after the concert. The unsettling part 
is at this point, there is no sound, literally no sound, not even the feedback from the speakers in the room. It's as if, as if the speakers were turned off, that their status showed them working perfectly. He just sat there blinking in this silence for about 30 seconds, which is a long time for silence. Um, then he started to sob softly, put his hands, tentacles over his eyes and cried quietly for a full minute more. All the sound or all the mo uh, while a sound in the background very slowly growing from nothing to barely audible. It sounded like a light breeze through a forest. Uh, the screen slowly begins to zoom in on his face. Uh, by slow, I mean it's only noticeable if you look at the shot 10 seconds apart side by side. His sobbing gets louder, uh, more full of hurt and anger. The screen then twitches a bit as if it twists in on itself for a split second, then back to normal. The wind through the trees sound gets slowly louder and more severe as if a storm is brewing somewhere. The eerie part is this sound in Squidward's sobbing sounded real, as if the sound wasn't coming from the speakers, but as if the speakers were holes, the sound was coming through from the other side. Uh, as good a sound as the studio like uh, likes to have, they don't purchase the equipment to be good to produce sound of that quality. Uh, below the sound of the wind and sobbing, very faint, something sounded like laughing. It came at odd intervals and never lasted more than a second, so that had uh, so you had a hard time pinning it. We watched the show twice, so pardon me if things sound too specific, but I've had time to uh, think about them. After 30 seconds of this, the screen blurred and twitched violently, and something flashed over the screen as if a single frame was replaced. The lead animator, uh, lead animation editor, paused and rewound frame by frame. Then we, uh, what we saw was horrible. It was a still photo of a dead child. He couldn't have been more than six. The face was mangled and bloodied, one eye dangling over his upturned face popped. He was naked down to his underwear, his stomach crudely cut open, and his entrails laying beside him. He was laying on some pavement that was probably a road. The most upsetting part was that there was a shadow of the photographer. This was no crime tape, no evidence tags or marker, and the angle was completely off for a shot designed to be evidence. It would seem the photographer was the person responsible for the child's death. We were, of course, mortified, but pressed on, hoping it was just a sick joke. The screen flipped back to Squidward, still sobbing, louder than before and half body in frame. There was now what appeared to be blood running down his face from his eyes. The blood was also done in a hyper-realistic style, looking as if you touched it. Uh, you'd get blood on your fingers. The wind sounded now as if it were that of a gale blowing through the forest. There were even snapping sounds of branches. The laughing, a deep baritone, lasted at longer intervals and coming more frequently. Uh, after about 20 seconds, the screen again twisted and showed a single-frame photo. The editor was reluctant to go back. We all were, but we knew we had to. Uh, this time, the photo was that of what appeared to be a little girl, no older than the first child. She was laying on her stomach, her barrettes in a pool, or berets in a pool of blood next to her. Her left eye was too popped out and popped naked except for her underpants. Her entrails were piled on top of her above another crude cut along her back. Again, the body uh, on the street, or the body was on the street and the photographer's shadow was visible, very similar to the size and shape of the first. I had a choke back vomit. One intern, the only female in the room, ran out. The show resumed. Okay. Um, after about five seconds, I'm sorry, about five seconds after the second photo played, Squidward went silent, as did all sound, like it was when the scene started. He put his tentacles down, um, and his eyes were now 
done in hyper-realism like the others at the beginning of the episode. They were bleeding, bloodshot, and pulsating. He just stared at the screen as if watching the viewer. After about 10 seconds, he started sobbing, this time not covering his eyes. The sound was piercing and loud, and most fear-inducing of all is his sobbing was mixed with screams. Tears and blood were dripping down his face at a heavy rate. The wind sound came back, and so did the deep voice laughing. Uh, and this time, the still photo lasted for a good five frames. The animator was able to stop it on the fourth and backed up. This time it was of a boy about the same age and this time the scene was different. The entrails were just being pulled out from a stomach wound by a large hand, the right eye popping and dangling, or popped and dangling, blood trickling down at the animator proceeded. It was hard to believe, but the next one was different, um, but couldn't tell what. He went on to the next same thing. He went back to the first and played the quicker and lost it. Played them quicker and lost it. I vomited on the floor. Uh, the animating sound editor gasped on the screen. The five frames were not as if they were five different photos. They were played as if they were frames from a video. We saw the hand slowly lift out the guts. We saw the kid's eyes focus on it. We even saw two frames of the kid beginning to blink. The lead sound editor told us to stop. Uh, he had a call in the creator to see this. Mr. Hillenberg arrived within 15 minutes. He was confused as to what he was calling down there or why he was being called down there. So the editor just continued the episode uh, once the few frames were shown, all screaming, all sound again stopped. Squidward's just staring at the viewer, full frame on his face for about three seconds. The shot quickly panned out, and the deep voice said, Do it! And we see in Squidward's hands a shotgun. He immediately pulls the gun in his mouth, pulls the trigger. Realistic blood and brain splat, a matter splatters the wall behind him and his bed, and he flies back with the force. The last five seconds of the episode show the body on the bed on his side, one eye dangling on what's left of his head above the floor, staring blankly at it. Then the episode ends. Uh, Mr. Hillenberg is obviously angry at this. He demanded to know what the hell was going on. Most people left the room at this point, so he just he was just so it was just a handful of us uh, to watch it again. Viewing the episode twice only served to imprint the entirety of it on my mind or in my mind. It caused me horrible nightmares. I'm sorry I stayed. The only theory we could think of was the file was edited by someone in the chain from a drawing studio to here. The CTO was called in to analyze what happened. The analysis of the file did show it was edited over by new material. However, the timestamp of it was a mere 24 seconds before uh, we began viewing it. All equipment invo involved was examined for foreign software and hardware, as well as glitches, as if the timestamp may have glitched and showed the wrong time, but everything checked out fine. We don't know what happened, and to this day, nobody does. There was an investigation due to the nature of the photos, but nothing came of it. No child scene was identified, and no clues were gathered from the data involved, nor physical clues in the photos. I never believed in an explainable phenomena before, but now that I have something, uh, but now that I have something happened, and I can't prove anything ab about it beyond anecdotal evidence, I think twice about things. Why is there a quote there? Uh, in most YouTube videos on the subject, oh, okay. Yeah, so this is, and so that's the whole story, and then the end as a note from um, Know Your Meme, in most YouTube videos on the subject, this uh, is the account used. It is allegedly the true and original account of the episode, although it has not yet been proven. Needless to say, it will most likely change the entire outlook of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, wow! Crazy! <laughs> that one's pretty heavy that duty, actually. That one is gory! That one is gory. And so it's interesting because, again, going back to this, you kind of go... You kind of go, like, the first one, they added all these superfluous details, right? 
And then this one, because it's digitally native, it feels more relatable and yeah. it feels closer to the things that we know happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that one is like kind of, kind of that one you kind of, even as I'm reading it and I, I finished watching, I'm kind of like, like the first one, I'm like, there's 95% this is not true. This one's yes. like, 68% not true. Right. You know? Like, I wonder if some weird fucking prank was made. Like, I, right. I don't know. That one's really this also, creepy. This also feels a little bit like it shares a bit of the, like, we, like the Epstein math, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, there's videos and tapes somewhere. We think they're on the island, but they got destroyed. We hear that there's one person somewhere who hasn't left. We need to find the tape, right? Damn. Where you're kind of like, uh is that is that true yeah or, am i be you fucking with me right and so yeah that one's heavy duty free oh what, what's God. your what's your what's your take you you look left in shock and awe um <laughs> i guess i'm yeah I'm, I'm confused i i didn't know about this story so i'm i'm digesting it all um um yeah it's, it, I, wait, it's interesting so can you just definitely break it down for me because i feel like i almost like lost part of it well, they're, so the they're like cuts is, away to yeah. Just can you re-explain it? I'm so, so I guess, answer. and this is also part of another. And I know we're starting to get low on time. Um, do we have a couple? We, we, we're all good on time for maybe like ten more minutes. Is that yes. possible? Yeah, maybe ten okay. minutes. So, I'm good. Cool. Um, so, so I think that this one is. So the idea here, and again, what I think is interesting about this is there are plenty of videos online of things that you just go, that was fucking crazy. What the hell is that from? Everybody remembers rotten.com, right? And like places like that, that mm -hmm. were like really, like there are a lot of very, very horrifying, truly traumatizing videos, right? There's yeah. like the video of like the politician who shot himself in the head on live TV, right? Like things like mm -hmm. that that you're just like, this actually is real, right? Right. And so the proposition here is that this this intern that was working on on SpongeBob and SpongeBob of course is a beloved cartoon of this digital generation. He was an intern, he was viewing an early episode and they were watching this episode and they were like this one is weird. Like in in them mentioning that there are there are a little bit there are a couple of like clips and shit that are in the episode that they're like like this always this always happens, you know, like this is like a thing um, that like, you know, we put a we put a fake title in there sometimes It's like a joke. Right. So they're like kind of introducing that thing. And then as they're watching it, they're like, damn, this is increasingly sinister. And then it goes from like this is an animator making a dark episode to like they're putting episodes in of dead kids. Uh, I'm sorry, putting little frames Clips, of dead yeah. kids as a like this is no longer just a joke this is like a really dark twisted thing and it's not and just then, crime scene footage yeah it's not just crime scene footage it looks like maybe this is a perpetrator too it's like a snuff and film then, built yeah, into snuff, snuff film shit uh and then the episode the ends with with squidward killing himself in like a gory like it kind of goes like it, it, it teeters between like weird art film and and like uh like weird art film and snuff film and all of a sudden it's like who did this and then they bring in the creator and the creator's like what the fuck are you guys showing me this what is going on and so they do this whole investigation and they're like was there 
did somebody get our footage and fuck with it? What hell? What the hell happened? And and they kind of end with being like, nobody knows. Nobody knows how this happened, but it happened. I saw it twice, and that's the Squidward's lost episode. That's a lost episode so, of SpongeBob. That uh, no one knows, you know. So yeah, I mean, and and there's no explanation because in reality, yes, right? Like somebody could cut in a right. frame of some crazy shit you know dicks right Kids dicks for murdered. instance yeah you saw right. it happen on uh uh saw it happen in fight club right dicks. yeah it's right. on city totally. city hall you saw oh fucking i dicks saw it live city hall. oh yeah you saw it live on a zoom yeah so we know it's real it happened um and so this is just a story of a guy saying this is what happened i saw it but you can't ever go see it because it doesn't exist anymore right Hmm. I guess I'm skeptical about that. But. I hear you. I mean, this is this is interesting too because it, it's good. This publicity. is like good pub. I mean, there's there's a funny, um, yeah. There's like an interesting bit uh, with this one too, where it just it doesn't quite ever like it, you you can't really prove it wrong because this is where you kind of get into the world of weird conspiracies now, right? Yeah. Where you kind of go yeah. like. Oh yeah, of course you're gonna say that never happened because you could get mm-hmm. in trouble, right? Totally. But so like, wait. but you know, it's, it's so, really interesting because even on so, even on creepy pasta files, the fandom, like at the very end, it has facts, like facts listed. Yeah, and the facts listed are like there are there was apparently certain images within the episode during the section of Squidward's crying that involved child torture and murder. However, the images were pasted due to the short duration between the images and the frames of the scene. So you're just like, what? Well, what? you said facts, but uh, what? Uh, what? And then so allegedly, yeah, it's crazy. Same. So wait, so somebody, <clears throat> theoretically an editor or somebody on the show who's got a basement full of kids they're torturing is filming this stuff and then has cut it into the show, right? Right. And, and, then, and then those episodes, that was discovered and it was removed and it's been thrown away. Uh, right. So, which we can't prove, um, but I guess it's creepy. And we all know there's a cabal of people torturing kids. So that's exactly. True. Um, exactly. Could have been Bill Gates um, and Melinda Foundation. It could have been the Melinda Foundation, right? It, this is, uh, it, yeah, well, it's, I it's, mean, it's really, Hollywood it's interesting. eating babies, that is a thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then, Adrenochrome, and then going also, <laughs> going back to, the original iceberg meme that we looked at for creepypastas mm-hmm. this was in that mid-tier which is also interesting because you kind of have like slenderman you're just like oh that's cute and then you kind of like it yeah. gets increasingly darker because down to like the dalmatov pass or whatever the fuck that is it's like that one is like a real thing that people talk about right mm-hmm. and it's like the the like donner party type shit where you go oh no no there was actually cannibals that killed themselves and ate each other right and right. so it feels like the further down in the iceberg you get, the less confident you are that it didn't happen. You know what I That's mean? That's a great way to look at it. It's so, like the it's mystery and the creepiness involved in it is harder to pinpoint as bullshit the more you go down. I know. All right. So let's so let's um, palate cleanse ourselves. <laughs> let's palate more. cleanse ourselves, you guys. Just to finish ourselves, if we can. I know we have to somewhat speed read this one. Yeah. But let's do Sonic EXE. All right. Is this can we are we capable of doing Sonic EXE and with the time we have left? Um. So here's the thing. If we do Sonic EXE live right now, we might want to do 
an abbreviated version. Cool. Or I can record it. Separately. So why don't we do why don't we do uh, an abbreviated version really quickly to satisfy the the live, and then we'll do a recording to do Sonic BB. EXE of the full thing because I know drips. we're running out of time. The and drips. the creeks. With, the <laughs> With all that amazing production work. This is going to be a whole weekend of me trying to do fucking sound <laughs> like, This is bullshit. To do this. I have a um, bunch of celery we can crack for like bones and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> crack up a whole, a, whole, a whole Foley studio. Oh, I love um, that. All right. Okay. So, you guys so let's do a really serious? quick, like, what what was the deal with Sonic EXE? Okay, Sonic EXE is actually really interesting. And this might be a teaser into the next episode of Creepypasta we do, because it also spawned the Cult of X, which is Ooh. basically, like, an entire Sonic the Hedgehog, like, Creepypasta universe. Like, there's so much related to this that is very freaking hilarious i mean scary i mean creepy yeah oh no this is very scary stuff very, very scary. much creepy. scarier than the squidward's lost episode oh yeah way mm. scarier so i hope you guys are holding on to your butts because here it goes always all right here we go guys let's just look at this image real quick put your hand on your butt this is what we're gonna get into okay well sega 666 Ooh. yikes oh. Drip, so, drip, 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 drip y'all. <laughs> I'm a total Sonic the Hedgehog fan, much like everyone else. I like the newer games, but I don't mind playing the classics. I don't think I've ever played glitchy or hacked games before, though. I don't think I want to play any after the experience I had. It started out on a nice summer afternoon. I was playing Sonic Unleashed. I like how you get to explore the towns in it. Until I noticed, out of my peripheral vision that the mailman had arrived and put something in my mailbox as usual and left. I paused my game to see to go see what I got in the mail. The only thing in the mailbox was a CD case for computers and a note. I took it inside. I looked at the note first and realized it was from my dear friend Kyle. Let's just call him that. Whom I hadn't heard from in two weeks. I know that because I recognized his handwriting, though what was weird is how it looked. It looked badly written and scratchy and somewhat difficult to read, as if Kyle was having a hard time writing it down and did it in a hurry. This is what he wrote. Tom, I can't take it anymore. I had to get rid of this thing somehow before it was too late, and I was hoping you'd do it for me. I can't do it. He's after me, and if you can't destroy this t CD, he'll come after you too. He's too fast for me. Please, Tom, destroy this godforsaken disc before he comes after you too. It's too late for me. Destroy the disc and you'll destroy him. But do it quick, otherwise he'll catch you. Don't even play the game. It's what he wants. Just destroy it, please. Dot, dot, dot. Kyle. Well, that was certainly weird. Even though Kyle is my best friend and I haven't seen him in two weeks, I didn't do what he asked me. I didn't think that a simple gaming disc would do anything bad to him. After all, it's just a game, right? Boy, was I wrong about that. Anyway... I looked at the disc and it looks like any other ordinary computer CDR disc, except it was it had black marker on it written Sonic.exe, and it was much unlike Kyle's handwriting, meaning that he must have gotten it from someone else, like a pawn shop or eBay. When I saw Sonic on the writing, I was actually excited and wanted to play it since I'm a big Sonic fan. I went up to my room and turned on my computer and put the disc in and installed the game. When the title screen popped up, I noticed it was the first Sonic game. I was like, Awesome! 
Because like I said earlier, I like the classics. The first thing I noticed was out of place when I start, pressed start. There's a split second when I saw the title image turned into something much different. Something that I now consider horrifying before cutting to black. I remember what the image looked like in that split second before the game cut to black. The sky had darkened. The title emblem was rusted and ruined. The Sega 1991 was now Sega 666, and the water had turned red, like blood. Except it looked hyper-realistic. But the freakiest thing was that in that split-second frame was Sonic. His eyes were pitch black and bleeding, sound familiar, with two glowing red dots staring right at me. His smile had stretched wider up to the edge of his face. It was rather, I was rather disturbed about that image when I saw it, though I figured it was just a glitch and forgot about it. After it cut back to black, it stayed like that for about 10 seconds or so, and then another weird thing happened. The save file select from Sonic the Hedgehog 3 popped up, and I was like, WTF, what's that doing in the first Sonic game? Anyway, then I noticed something off. The background was a dark, cloudy sky of the Bad Stardust Speedway level from Sonic CD, and there were only three save files. You guys uh, following along, Sonic fans out there? Oh, yeah. The music was that creepy Caverns of Winter music from Earthbound, only it was extended and seemed to have been in reverse. In the image for the save file where you see a preview of the level you're on was just red static for all three files. What freaked me out more was the character select. It showed only Tails, Knuckles, and to my surprise, Dr. Robotnik. Now I wasn't sure now I was sure something was up. I mean, how can you play as Robotnik in a classic Sonic game for crying out loud? Scariest part so far. So far, I am literally shaking in my boots. Then I realized it wasn't a glitchy game. It was a hacked game. Yeah, it definitely looked hacked. It was really creepy. But as a smart <laughs> gamer, I wasn't scared, or at least I tried not to be. I told myself it was just a hacked game, and there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, shaking off the creeped out feeling, I picked file one and chose Tails, and I selected what I selected and got started. The game froze for about five seconds, and I heard a creepy, pixelated laugh that sounded an awful lot like that Kefka guide from Final Fantasy before cutting to black. The screen stayed black for about ten seconds more. Then, it showed that typical level title thing, except the simplistic shapes were different shades of red, and the text only showed Hill, Act 1. The screen faded in, and the level title uh, vanished, revealing tales in the green hill zone from Sonic 1. The music was different, though. It sounded like a peaceful melody in reverse. Anyway, I started playing and had Tails start running like you would in any of the classic Sonic games. What was odd was that as Tails was running along the level, there was nothing but flat ground and a few trees for five minutes! What? The way five whole minutes. Time works in Creepypasta is amazing. It's so funny. So five minutes, like running, you know how at the end of a Sonic game, like running to the boss, like the Robotnik boss right, moment right. already takes maybe like eight seconds and it's like the longest totally. fucking thing in the world. Well, five minutes of this goes on. And that peaceful reverse music started to slow down to sleep, slow, deep tones very slowly as I kept going. Suddenly I saw something and I stopped to see what it was. It was one of the small animals lying dead on the ground, bleeding. Mm -hmm. That was when the music started to slow down. Tails had a shocked and saddened look on his face that I'd never seen him have before. So I had him move along, and he kept that worried look on his face. 
As he kept moving, I saw more dead animals as Tails moved past them, looking more and more worried as the music lowers and he moves past more dead animals. I was shocked to see how they all died. They looked like someone had killed them in rather gruesome ways. A squirrel was hanged on a tree with what appeared to be his entrails hanging out. A bunny had all four of his limbs torn off. And a duck had his eyes gouged out and his throat slit. I felt common sick. Theme. Yeah, this happened. The eyes gouging. <laughs> yeah, and like entrails involved. Right. I felt sick to my stomach um, when I saw this massacre, and apparently so did Tails. After a few more seconds, there were no more animals, and the music seems to have stopped. I still kept Tails to continue. After another minute passed, after the music stops, Tails was running up a hill, and then he stopped. It wasn't until I saw why. Sonic was there on the other side of the screen with his back against Tails and his eyes closed. Tails looked happy to see Sonic, but then his smile faltered. We all know what like the graphics in Sonic look like, and these facial right. expressions this person's describing are impossible. He looked happy to see that his smile faltered, obviously noticing that Sonic wasn't responding to him, if not acting as if he was totally oblivious to Tails' presence. Tails walked slowly towards Sonic, and I noticed that I wasn't even moving my keyboard to make him move, so this had to have been a cutscene. Suddenly, I began to have a growing feeling of dread as Tails walked closer to Sonic to get his attention. I felt that Tails was in danger and something bad was going to happen. I heard faint static growing louder as Tails was, was but inches away from Sonic and stopped and stuck his hand out to touch him. That foreboding <laughs> feeling in my gut was growing stronger, and I felt the urge to tell Tails to get away from Sonic as the static grew louder. Suddenly, in a split second, I saw Sonic's eyes open, and they were black with those red glowing dots, just like the title image, though there wasn't a smile. When that happened, the screen turned black and the static sound was off. It stayed like that for about seven seconds. I hope someone's doing the math. And then white text appeared, forming a message saying, Hello. Do you want to play with me? Mm. At this point, I was creeped out, but I, did want to I didn't want to continue with the game, but my curiosity got the better of me when I was taken to a different level with a level title now saying Hide and Seek. This time I was in the Angel Island level from Sonic 3, and it looked like everything was on fire. Tails looked as though he was scared out of his wits this time. He actually looked at me and made frantic gestures to me as if he wanted to get the fuck out of this area as fast as possible. I was starting to get freaked out by this. I mean, Tails was actually breaking the fourth wall, trying to tell me to get him out of there. <laughs> so I pressed down on the arrow key as hard as I could to make him run as fast as he could. A pixelated version of that creepy theme song when you meet Shadow at the Ark as Robotnik from Sonic 2 <laughs> was playing as I made Tails trek through the desolate forest, trying to help him escape from whatever he was trying to run from. Suddenly I heard that creepy laugh again. That awful Kefka laugh. Right after 10 seconds had passed as I helped Tails run through the forest, and then I started to see flashes of Sonic popping everywhere on the screen again with those black and red eyes. The music changed to that suspenseful drowning jingle as I see Sonic behind Tails slowly gaining up on him, flying. Sonic wasn't running, he was flying. The flying pose his sprite was making looked very similar to Metal Sonic's flying pose in Sonic CD, except it was just Sonic and he had the black and red eyes again. Only this time, he had the most deranged looking grin on his face. He looked as if he was enjoying the torment he was giving the poor little fox as he gained on him. Suddenly, when Tails tripped, 
another cutscene. The music stopped and oh Sonic God. vanished. Tails laid there and started crying for 15 exact seconds. The scene was rather upsetting to watch and I kind of teared up myself. But then Sonic <laughs> appeared right in front of Tails and Tails looked up in horror. Blood started to come down those blackened eyes as, uh, of Sonic's as a grin slowly grew from his face as he looked down at the horrified fox. I could do nothing but watch. Just in a split second, Sonic lunged at Tails right before the screen went black. There was a loud screeching noise that only lasted five exact seconds. The text <laughs> keep returned. Time right now. <laughs> keep, it, keep the time. The text returned. Only this time it said, you're too slow. Want to try again? And then that god awful laugh came with it. I was so shocked by what happened. Did Sonic murder Tails? No, he couldn't have. He and Tails are supposed to be best friends, right? Why did Sonic do that to him? I shook the shock off as I was brought back to the character select. Save file that had Tails was different. Tails was no longer in the box itself, but in the TV screen itself, which was flickering with the red static. Tails' expression scared me. His eyes were black and bleeding. His orange fur had gone black and he had an expression of anguish on his face. Trying to ignore it, I picked Knuckles next. So this happens a couple more times, you guys. There's some amazing things. <laughs> so, um, this is, is this a very long story? I did not realize how long this was. It's a long one. So um, so there's like, he picks a couple more different things. Then he picks Dr. Robotnik. So let's say, um, let's start again right here. Suddenly, Sonic popped up right in front of Robotnik, the same way he did with Knuckles, Tails, and then the red static again. It lasted about... 15 seconds exactly. <laughs> and then it showed me the most unpleasant image the image showed a hyper realistic of sonic standing in the darkness where you can only see his face while his head and torso faded into black and when i say Full, hyper realistic fully nude, right? fully nude <laughs> huge Ball, erect cock and balls dangling yeah. <laughs> i mean he looked so real you could actually see the lines in his blue fur as if you could actually feel the fur if you touch your screen his face. Oh, God. He had the most horrifying smile I'd ever seen. And that's saying something, considering I saw the image at the start of the game. His eyes were wide and black, once again crying blood. And there were two small glowing red dots in the middle of those black eyes staring right at me, as if staring into my mind. His grin was wide and demonic. It literally stretched to the sides of his face like a Cheshire cat, except Sonic had fangs, very sharp fangs, much like a werehog's teeth, except more <laughs> vicious looking, somewhat yellow. And from the look of it, he had stains of blood and small bits of flesh on his lips and fangs as if he ate some animal. Pixelated, of course. Right. I stared at that gruesome image for a good 30 seconds, never taking my eyes off it. I felt as if he was actually looking at me, smiling at me. That face, it just took 10 seconds for it to etch itself into my brain for good. Then the screen flickered with red static again three times. And on the third time, I heard the Kefka lap. Except this time, it sounded distorted, demonic even. It went back to the image again, except this time there was text again, though it was messed up. But it was pretty much one of the most horrifying things I looked at since I had this game. I am god <laughs> it was when i read that message while looking at sonic when it hit me i realized right then and there this sonic was a monster a pure evil sadistic all-powerful nightmarish demented monster and all of his victims including tails 
Knuckles, Robotnik, and possibly Kyle are just his little toys, and the game is this very gateway into his chaotic, nightmarish world and the very hell his victims are trapped in. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, in an actual split second, half of one, I screamed as Sonic lunged at the screen, screeching loudly with his mouth wide open to an unnatural length, revealing nothing but a literal spiraling, spiraling abyss of pure darkness before the red static came again, this time much louder and distorted. I yelled and grabbed my ears as the red static screeched for seven exact seconds. Then I stopped and showed nothing. Exact seconds. <laughs> exact seconds. As I sat there staring at the black screen, one last text came up. Ready for round two, Tom? <laughs> the Kefka laugh, now sounding more clear as if Sonic was right behind me, played again three times as I looked at that text in shock and confusion. Then I got booted back to the main menu. And this time, the third save file had a TV image of Robotnik in the same tormented state as Tails and Knuckles. Robotnik's skin had turned a dull gray. His mustache drooped, and he had blackened. His glasses broke, his blood is coming out of them, and he had a mere dead-like expression on his face. I looked at Tails, Knuckles, and Robotnik, and I cried a little bit. I pitied them for the agony they were going through. They were forever trapped in the game, forever tormented by that horrid hedgehog, and always will be. Then the computer shut itself off. I couldn't turn it back on no matter what I did. I sat there for maybe 25 seconds, horrified by what had just happened. Sonic is the very embodiment of evil. He tortures people who play his game in more ways than one. And then when he gets bored, he drags you into the game, literally drags you to hell where he can play with you always as his toy. I can't get the game out of my computer. I think it's stuck in there, but at least I managed to turn it back on now. After I sat there for 25 seconds, I heard a voice right behind me, like a whisper. Try to keep this interesting for me, Tom. <laughs> I turned around to see where the voice came from, and what I saw made me scream. Sitting on my bed, staring right at me, was a Sonic plushie, smiling with bloodstains under his eyes. Come on. Uh, chef's kiss. I think that's the most real of all of them. <laughs> Pretty close. I mean, it's... <laughs> God damn. That's <laughs> so fucking stupid. I mean, people people love this one is like this is Stranger Things, right? Like this, this is <laughs> This is like a cute, fun, playful joke. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like Chucky meets Stranger. This also Crush feels like a group of moms got together and they're like, our kids are playing too many video games. Let's try to like totally. get them off off the joystick. Oh, right? Also, I I have a similar reaction to keep this interesting crush uh pineapple is that felt very sexy sonic's whole re- whole aura is evil sexy in this and i don't like Ooh. it just yeah this is it's sonic sitting on his bed fully aroused mm-hmm. <laughs> I, realistic. this is yeah. such a fun one because i and didn't I go through sonic these <laughs> super long parts about playing as knuckles and then playing as robotnik but there are just as many different sonic game references <laughs> <laughs> like just like the song from Chemical Plant Act Three, uh, but in reverse. <laughs> and you're like, how would you even recognize so that? Funny. Oh, love it. All right. Well, I know that we are far past Joe Rogan time now. I think this is going to be our longest episode ever, which is great because it's creepypastas. Can't wait to revisit creepypastas. We have a lot still left on that iceberg. So we're going to continue getting back at these dog boobs, just popcorn reading fucking just world champion. Popcorn reading yeah. champ of fifth grade. Dude, you even you even do accents 
I don't yeah. know how you do that. You do you should, accents in quotes. So it's accents, fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Audible, Audible, if you're listening. If you're we listening. Got a future book reader on our hands. Right? Oh. Just like Ed Kemper in prison. He read some books on for uh, audio and he was a murderer. Is that true? Did he oh, really? Shit. He read as like, um, a, as like a gig? Uh, yeah. Ed Kemper audiobooks. There's one really well-known one that he did. He did um, something now in the Now that's creepypasta, ma'am. Like, Damn, here's the creepy there. Insane. I listen to the book, and by the end of it, then I want to go kill someone. And it, the book's not even about murder. It's just right? like it's in, Yeah. Mm, it's literally crazy. like the Winnie the Pooh book, but whatever. Wild. No, I'm killing um, All right. My well, mom. we. Uh, this is a fun episode. I can't wait to do this again. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do one close to Halloween or fucking do one in June, dude, when it's real <laughs> exactly. creepy out. Real when creepy. the forest fires start in L.A., that's when shit gets fucking scary. So true. Um, all right. Well, this is uh, Did You Reddit, a weekly podcast about the internet by way of Reddit, the front page of the internet. My name is uh, Jeff the Killer. I'm your spooky boobs. <laughs> I'm my free death, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very spooky. Um, All right. We'll be back next week with another episode. Catch you later. Actually, really quickly before we do that, thank you, Crushed Pineapple, Dr. Spikamen, the Boom King, as always. Who else joined Mm -hmm. us today? Uh, Docs, Docs, Cyrebolt. Docs, Cyrebolt. And Brennan's music. Love all y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.